Hi, Sammy. Hi, Vicky. How are you? I'm all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. Excellent. And welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I was starting to wonder if you were going to ask me, actually. You've been doing some amazing people. It's, it's been really exciting. <laughs> you, you, were, you were high up on the list. I think, I think you're just difficult to get hold of sometimes. Uh, um, I, I'm notoriously busy at the minute. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I've been, had some amazing guests on. I mean, it's, I'm having so much fun doing it. It's, uh, it's like therapy for me, really. It's funny you say it. I, I think uh, when I started my my blog ages ago, um, it was like therapy. You 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 feel like yeah. you're talking to somebody, even if there's nobody there, or just talking to the yeah. camera, you know, because it's, it's you just can like um, and let it all out. Yeah, it's just like a, a an easy conversation. You just get to know the person while you're talking. I mean, it, it is. It. It's just so much fun. I I'm actually loving doing these, and I've got we're loving like, listening to them. So I've got the next going. yeah. I've got the next few weeks all everybody booked in. So yeah, it's great. You're so much more organised than I am, Vicky. I tip my hat to you. Well, I've only I've only done that recently. I, I wasn't doing that before. <laughs> if it wasn't for the some... last minute, nothing would ever get done. No, I think the one I've got planned with uh, Jess and Nooms is going to be, I think, the hardest one to do because I know them so well. But yeah. that's going to be an easy one as well because, yeah, it's just going to be crazy fun. Hey, if, if you can if you can wrangle Jess and Nooms at the same time and yeah, keep going, it's going to yeah, it's going to be a joint one. We're going to do three. You know, the three of us together, which is could be interesting. Yeah, good, good luck with that. Good luck with that. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. So actually, I'm actually going to record it tomorrow, but it's probably not going to be out until the following week. So, yeah. Cool. Excellent. So, um, you know what? I don't even know what you do for a living. Oh, nor do I most of the time, to be honest. Uh, it's, it's quite a diverse list. No, I, uh, I'm a consultant, uh, management oh. and business development consultant. Oh, right. uh, so um, in, in simplest terms, I suppose, I go to companies that are having problems or that, that can't quite do things the way they want to do them or want to find some new ways and new efficiencies. And I help them develop processes to do that. Um, and that can be things like internationally recognized certification or even, you know, as, uh, things like marketing consultancy and things like that. So it's always been quite interesting because I get to meet so many different people um, from, you know, a one man band where he, he fires this guy who fires ducks at aeroplanes. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's a bit more to it than that. Into aircraft engines, that. probably. This is it. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. It, so it, it, I think they call it safety critical impact testing. But yeah, fires ducks testing. at aeroplanes yeah. sounds yeah. a lot more fun. Um, through to NHS trusts, uh, I've done ambulance services, for instance, um, Ministry of Defence contracts, and you know, wow. everything so, in between. So is that? I guess that's on a self-employed basis, is it? I work with my dad actually, so I'm. Uh, yeah, we're in. It's family business, which is oh, well. is cool. Um, and uh, I mean, it's it's practically self. Well, everyone feels like they're self-employed, I guess, at the moment, don't they? Working from home and well, yeah, it does. Remote. I mean, working from home, it does feel like you're kind of self-employed because, yeah, it's just so strange. How's it been for you, lockdown? I I think um, I, I mean, it's been up and down, hasn't it? I I it's it's a funny old time. Um for me from a from a work point of view i went from doing nigh on forty thousand miles a year um to doing none uh which was which you know that's quite nice i'm i'm not yeah, stuck in a, saved car a fortune in petrol oh gosh yeah it saved an absolute fortune but the um the the, the sad truth is that i'm not getting out to see as many people um and there's something about being face to face with people that you actually there's this element oh, yeah, of absolutely 
cognizance, I think they call it, don't they? Um, but you can, you, you get a lot of signals, like body language signals that you wouldn't you get do. normally you if do. you're not there in person. And all the cool stuff that I get to see as well. Yeah. I've seen some really cool stuff over the years. Um, I was at a factory at a, a, one, of, one of my clients and they make the little screws that go into watches. Now, to most people, that sounds really, really dull, but I can assure you, it's a really amazing process to see. There's some incredible technologies, some amazing engineering that goes oh, on yeah, behind it. Um, and you know, it all comes out at the end in a in a little pot of almost microscopic screws. Microscopic and then, screws, yeah. Yeah, and then some Wally walked past and knocked the pot on the floor with the corner of their lab coat and and wrote off ten grand's worth of stock. But you know, these these things happen. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it sounds like. Sounds like a really interesting job you've got there. I mean, you get out a lot when you know when we're not in lockdown. See different things in different places. This is it, and I, I think that the the more different ways you see of of doing things, um, the more you start to understand that there is this enormous enormous variance in the way that people do the same job, um, and it's it's quite good fun really to sort of get everybody else's take on on things like if I say like international standards. Um, I mean, I've implemented those for literally hundreds of companies over the years. Um, and everybody, but everybody's got their own little twist on it. So they're all working from the same document, but it's all customized, personalized and bespoke to them. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. And has it, has it suffered much business wise during lockdown? Have, have you lost some clients? Have, have yeah, I mean, clients it's, it's not been, it's not been anything like as easy because we just outright can't get there. Um, quite a large part of, of what I do is going to site and it's that being there looking around, particularly if I'm involved in sort of health and safety or environmental auditing as part of what I do. Yeah. Um, and try doing a health and safety audit by remote. I mean, it's great. Difficult. Well, you get a lot of the blue Peter as well, which is, uh, you yeah. know, you ask to see something and they yeah. go, oh, well, here's one that we've got. Here's the one we used last year. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, we just prepared. Yeah, exactly. I um I I quite like the, uh, the the idea that sometimes I've got a client who shall remain nameless for obvious reasons. Um, and I went in there a couple of years ago and said, "So, have you had any trouble this year? Any issues? Any complaints?" And they're like, "No, no, no, it's all been fine. We've not had a single problem." Um, so I said, "Cool, okay. Well, I'm just going to go for a few of these jobs. Oh, yeah, help yourself." And you pick up the first one, and sure enough, as soon as I pick it up, the the chap turns around and says to me, "Oh, well." There's a funny story with that one. And you think, right, well, okay, fine. <laughs> we'll, um, we'll put that one to one side. You pick up the next one. He goes, well, you see, the thing about that one is, mm. um, and you, you lose that. You lose that connectivity of the sort of yeah. what people present in real life and what people present on, on, on a screen uh, to what is actually happening in the real world when you're there, yeah. which is why this is, why this is so cool what you're doing, because it is down to earth. It's just a real conversation with two people. Yeah. It? Well, I mean, yeah, that's exactly why I'm doing it. It's just kind of connecting with people in our community, our transgender community. You know, it's, for me, it's something to do whilst I'm in lockdown as well, because it can get a bit boring. I live on my own. So yeah, it it's, get a bit dull. yeah, it's been really kind of great to connect with people and the response to the podcast has been great. You know, I've got loads of, positive feedback it's it's great i'm loving it and it's doing something really important as well yeah. because you know at the end of the day i think um it one can never underestimate the power of visibility having not just faces but you know real voices here as well yeah. listening to real people real trans people not 
just yeah, hearing real. media portrayals and this this made up facsimile of what exactly. people seem to think trans people are projects like this do just show yeah, that well, there like, are human beings out there just yeah, trying to get on with their lives just normal people leading normal lives doing normal things we all have you know you know we all well, i don't know if i can be accused of being well normal, normal. <laughs> it. but you know it's good to show that you know trans people have jobs trans people do the same as everybody else you know yeah that's what it's all about i think yeah so you live down in Surrey with Jason, and Jason has been on here previously. On he has. He got here first. He did. He beat you. Yeah. I know. I'm a bit jealous. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I should have sorry. had you first, really, and I could have asked you if you got any kind of inside knowledge on Jason, but yeah, I got it the wrong way around, I guess. I'm sure if we dig deep enough, Vicky, I'm sure I can find some dirt for you. No, I... <laughs> <laughs> we could always do a part two, I guess. You know. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't do that to him. No, he's um, he is a genuinely lovely guy, one of the most caring people and one yes. of the most understanding people I've ever met in my life. Um, there's, there's very few people on this earth that Jason hasn't got time for. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm really lucky to have, to have met him and to, to yeah, have him great. in my life. Really is. So you, you, Jason and Beth were down in Surrey. We do. Yeah. And you are the founder. I'm assuming you're the only founder of um, Tea and Coffee, which is the transgender network yeah um this is it how did that all come about well i i think it can be difficult can't it for so many of us that we're sat there and when i say in isolation i don't just necessarily mean in lockdown but we're we're sat there wondering where people like us are looking for other people who we can connect with who have shared experiences or, or similar stories that we can we can understand and we can relate to um and nowadays it's not this huge issue because you can get online and there's groups on facebook and there's the twitter community but yeah. it's all a bit fake for want of a better word it's all i i kind of think it's all electronic it doesn't sometimes it doesn't feel real because you're not this is true actually this is, this is this is very true. seeing people you know in the flesh kind of that's right um but I, th- I think what happened is that i was looking for i was looking for support um and it didn't matter how many groups i joined i was i was working with with one group on facebook at one point uh, i'd only been there a, a few weeks and they decided to make me an admin um and that grew from around 1500 people to nearly 3000 people in the time that i was admin um but the problem is that there was a lot of people sort of joining that group, asking one or two questions um, and then not really interacting. So there was no real cohesion between the group. It didn't feel like a group of people. It was more just sort of people come along, chuck a post out and then read a response and disappear. Um, largely as well, it was fairly easy to answer questions for a lot of people, which is a valuable service, but I'd be... I wouldn't be overestimating to say that three or four times a week we had a new person join and say, how do I change my name? Yeah. Um, and this information's out there. And fair enough, come to a group. If you can't find it there, come to a group. And indeed at Tea and Coffee, if you want to ask us things like that, we're happy to help where we can. Yeah, there's um, always somebody available who will know the answer to those kind of questions. This is it. This yeah. is it. But it was becoming insanely repetitive and nothing was really getting past that sort of that first yeah. point. Yeah. Um, there wasn't that feeling of community 
coming out of those groups. And I'm still struggling to find groups on Facebook where there is any feeling of community, to be honest. Um, and so I sat down and thought, you know what? I think we need to take this away from the screen. Um, and I had a bit of a, a think about it. And when I started to think of places where, where people get together, particularly trans people, where they get together, there, there weren't an awful lot to choose from. Um, I mean, there's the, the sort of the pub and the, the club scene, which are generally alcohol focused. Um, yes. There's the, unfortunately, there's the, the, the fetish scene, which when people are actually going through quite a lot emotionally, it can be really, really difficult to sort of have that thrown at you as well, to, to almost sort of see this, this image of your identity being fetishized. Yeah. Um, and so I thought, right, well, first off, we don't want a club. Um, second, if we can keep it away from alcohol, that, that takes a lot of pressure away. You, you've not got that peer pressure um, and it becomes more of a, a real social event as opposed to, you know, a few drinks and a, and a one night stand hookup or something. Uh, and indeed, to keep it away from the fetish scene does take another another level of pressure out of it. But where is there that you can all get together that isn't a pub or a club or, or something like that? Well, there's not uh, many places, is there? I mean, just thinking about it, I would I would say coffee shops, maybe. Um, yeah. Um, maybe social clubs. But... but it's funny you say coffee shops, actually, because that's what we've got these days, isn't it? We don't really have sort of cafes anymore you, no. you don't just get normal cafes anymore no. um little independent places and things like that you, they, they pop up every now and now and then but that keeps it at quite a small and individual scale and it's it's quite often quite difficult to get to some of these places or they don't have good accessibility um and when you say social clubs so big village halls but suddenly you're, you're specifically hiring out a village hall and it's a special event, private event. Yeah, and someone's got the, Well, it's not just the money, but I felt that there was this element of, if we have to go somewhere special, we have to go behind closed doors to a special club that we've rented and it's just for us today. The, it's almost derogatory. I don't do that in my normal life. In, you know, yeah. in my day-to-day -day life, I, I get up and I just just go if i need to go shopping i go to tesco and one trip to tesco is when it occurred to me actually i thought oh, they've got a cafe not only have they got a cafe they've got good parking they've got disabled access for parking as well yeah there's a lift the, the cafes upstairs in this tesco in the particular one that I, they're I quite with. they're quite big too aren't they those cafes yeah it's a big cafe. It's open to everybody. Anybody can come and go as they please. Um, you know, you've got good transport links generally to the big supermarkets so that so that people can get there easily enough. Um, and the thought crossed my mind. Um, this was beginning of September 2019. Sorry, I'm losing track a bit, honey. It's been a, a bit of a blurry year, hasn't it? Oh, indeed. Um, <laughs> um, beginning of September 2019 uh, happened to coincide with a, a quite a fortunate, ex um, quite a fortunate experience. Um, I was involved in a in a group with a friend of mine, Bobby, and um, Tesco were looking for somebody from that group to go and speak at their diversity and inclusion conference. Oh, right. uh, so I, I I emailed Bobby and said, look, you know, I'm quite new to all this. Do you think it's worth me putting my name forward? And in her, I'm trying to think of a nice word to use here. So this is way. Bobby Picard of Trans That's in right, the City yeah. fame. Of Trans in the City, yeah. Yeah. Um, and every other award that she's won. Yeah. Because she's just Amazing absolutely one. fantastic. And, and I mean, you want to talk about role models. My gosh. Oh, I yeah. mean, 
I'm sure she'd come on and talk to you. I would well. love to have her on here. It would be amazing. She's, yeah. I'll ask. Um, well, I don't need to. You know Bobby anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, so I emailed her and said, look, should I put my name forward for this? Um, and then rather than replying to me, she uh, forwarded my email to the person that was organizing it at Tesco and said, by the way, this is Samantha. I think she'd be perfect for the job. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Bobby. Like, she told them what yeah, to do. <laughs> that's that's Bobby all over, isn't it? Really, and I'm like, yeah. oh, thanks, babe. Um, <laughs> but you know what? It was it was just such incredible timing. And not only were the people, I mean, Barry at Tesco has just been absolutely amazing. Um, but the the timing was brilliant. I turned up there with a proposal in hand, sort of you know cautiously ready to give it to somebody and 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 put it under his nose. And uh, yeah, he, he practically bit my hand off. Hundred um, percent, they want to get behind it. And uh, so they did. Um, so th this was at um, like a local, your local Tesco's, or was it Tesco's? Yeah. Office? So this was a th th this event was at Tesco Head Office, which is uh, okay. Welland Garden City in in England. Right. Um, and uh, yeah. So, but but from that point forward, I said, look, what would be quite good is I I know the local one quite well. Maybe we could do the first couple there to try and get a feel for the format and and see how it's going to work. I know that's a big store. I know it's got plenty of space. I know that there's good transport links and things like that. Um, and when we did it, I couldn't believe the response. Um, it's not hundreds of people because, you know, it's a small-ish community group that come together. Yeah. But the distance some of these people were traveling from, we've, we had people coming down. I mean, I'm down in, in sort of on the Surrey-Hampshire border and we had people traveling from Oxford. Wow. And not just traveling from, from Oxford, but traveling for Oxford for their, their first time out of the house, presenting as their authentic self to come and join us at Tea and Coffee. Oh, wow. And That's at that point, day. yeah, it was a, <clears throat> a tough day. I'm, I'm still so proud of them now to this day, to be honest. Um, but I have to admit, from a slightly narcissistic point of view, that was quite an amazing feeling. Because oh, yeah. I mean, for them to come all that way and the first time they're out as themselves to your Tesco event. I mean, yeah. That's yeah. And it was, special. it was that point there that I thought we haven't got a lot of choice here. We've got to make this work. Yeah. Um, and then 2020 happened. Didn't so it? Were, the, were these kind of, were these weekly events that you were doing at Tesco? Uh, so at the time we were only doing it monthly. Um, oh, monthly. Okay. Yeah. And the, the, there was a rollout plan that was was scheduled for 2020 that we were going to start to get local hosts in, in different regions. So we were covering the, the whole of the UK. Um, we had eight different regions set up so that we could get people from, from different areas and, and provide access for them. Um, and that was all ready to go ahead. Um, boom. Lockdown so this, this would really have been available at pretty much any Tesco's. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know if we Once, were going to do it. Every, I mean, we had a we had a few that we'd selected because yeah, again, we wanted okay. to make sure we use the bigger stores with the the best access possible. Accessibility yeah. has always been a, a you know a, a big thing for me. I think it's very important that if we're going to have an open forum, it needs to be open to as many people as possible, so we can make sure we can get people in there. Uh, and did Tesco's help with publicizing the events? And um, get, they are our. I think the phrase we use is founding partner, actually. Um, founding partner, so, right. yeah, we are proudly supported by by Tesco. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, they've, they've all but funded it for the last um, for the last year. Uh, and indeed, um, they've they've agreed some funding going through 21 as well to give us a chance to actually hopefully when when lockdown restrictions lift um, yeah. to start getting back to, <clears throat> to the, doing the face to face sessions. So, yeah. So, I mean, your plans were about to get going and then guess what happened in 2020 yeah fun and games right yeah um 
so we didn't have a lot of time uh, i mean i'm sitting there i've got this this project running that i became acutely aware that it was needed because a the distance people were traveling to do it and, and you know the stories we were already hearing after just a couple of events um so i i had to do something um and it felt so retrograde it felt just the total polar opposite of what i wanted to do but the option was to start hosting it online um and so i came up with the idea for for tac v um which is our virtual get together so, so same tea, idea tea and coffee virtual is technically that's it yeah, yeah tac v tea and coffee virtual um and so we pulled that together and started it um we went oh well that went from being once a month to being twice a week uh, in the space of about 48 hours we switched um, so an 800% increase in activity in the space of 48 hours which yeah was was fun um, a challenge um, yeah. but like like so many things you know uh, if you build it they will come and when when people a started turning up but b started coming back regularly um, it became something that that it had to continue um yeah, I, mean, I think I think I started attending those. I think it would have been May, June time. Oh, you've been coming to them for ages, haven't you? Yeah, it was. I think it was Jess and Nooms who introduced me to it. And, They're uh, good like that. Yeah, they are. They are. They are amazing. And I think I knew quite a few people from Twitter, Facebook prior to joining. So yeah, it was. I mean, I I came along. It's great. I mean, what you're doing with that? It's. I have to say, it's an amazing thing you put together. It's thank you. It's so good. I think you've helped so many people. It's amazing. I hope so. And if if nothing else, you know, it's nice just to to be able to go and see some friendly faces yeah. every now and then, particularly at the moment, where you can just jump in and pick up where you left off. And it, well, I mean, you, you've been yourself for a long yeah. time, and you know, it's it's just a conversation, isn't it's it? Just we, a, we, every- yeah, it's just a conversation, and it's a, a safe a safe place for people just to be themselves and talk about what they want to talk about so this is it yeah it's um, really good i think if anything this year with the with the tac v stuff it has really helped us in some regards because it means that we've now got a fairly robust format that we can use going forward um not to mention the fact that we've met some incredible people who are offering now to get involved in in hosting more of the tac v sessions we've actually got two new hosts starting yeah. in the next couple of weeks so we can still do more sessions um we've we've had some amazing well, i mean you've gone, produced content as well you've gone worldwide basically well i mean you start you started yeah. in the uk and you've now got branches opening up in the states essentially yeah we have yeah so, i mean February, that wouldn't yeah. have happened without uh, lockdown would it no it's so it's it's silver lining you know whilst it was a bit of a backward step um for from the the sort of the original mission um i still feel that we're doing what we wanted to be doing because we are still creating a safe space and indeed if anything it just means that we've got a, a wider group of people who we can who we can get to who could well or who can get to us more to the point yeah and then if you you know if you look at all the little spin-offs that have happened because of um tea and coffee you know i've made a little list here so i'll just go down the list okay and we've got the the history album that emma oh god worked on oh, that was an amazing project where to even start with that i still I listen mean, to it every time i'm in the car 
Um, I'm, I, I'm literally, I, I keep a copy on my desk at all times. Um, it's a dream come true stuff, to be honest, just to have my my name in, in the world's smallest print, I grant you, but just to have my name on the back of an actual So you album. are you are officially a record producer as well. There I you guess. go, you yeah. see. Yeah. 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 So there was that, which was great. And I'm, I'm not sure how many copies you sold, but I mean, the money was used to help fund TNC. All of the money's gone yeah. straight back into so it. That yeah, was, that was great. Um, well, we sold out, didn't we? I mean, we, yeah, and we, then uh, you had the auction at the run. end. Oh, we did, yeah. Sold the sold the big uh, framed edition to uh, Billy. Yeah, I can't believe what that went for. That was, that was, a, that that was, was an amazing event. Yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah. yeah. And then if, some of the other things that have kind of spun off from it. I mean, Liz was doing um, T-shirts, wasn't she, for a while? Yeah, so um, Liz and I have been friends for for quite some time now, um, and she she lives fairly local to me. Um, and she said to me she wanted to start a t-shirt business, uh, and they've come up with some really nice designs. Um, yeah. I think Outpride Clothes, I think is uh, there. You go. Sorry, just got to plug it. It's always good to plug it. Right? Yeah, shameless. Um, and uh, no, we were just chatting, and uh, I said, "Oh, I've got a design for you." And uh, I sent her what was this—the uh, "Love Is Love" thing. That, <clears> and it's a shame people can't see, but it's, yeah, uh, I've got it tattooed on my wrist ages ago. Um, and uh, we, she said she'd put that on a t-shirt, and then any—I uh, think there was a percentage of the sales were being donated straight back to Tea and Coffee, which was was really cool. Yeah, I'm not sure how many she managed to sell, but yeah, it was it was a, definitely a kind of a spin-off from. Uh... It's, it was. DNC. It was really cool. Yeah. And it I, you know what? I, I, it's not so much how many as well. I think it's just lovely that people want to be involved with it. People want to to get involved. Yeah. And that's that, you know, that's what this is all about. It's having a community out there and just giving them a way to, to connect so that they can get on and do stuff uh, with perhaps a little bit of a, I don't want to say a brand because that trivializes it a bit, but having a, a central point that they can refer back to. So, so Tea and coffee is kind of the network where all of these things seem to link back to, which yeah, is they all kind quite of quite a cool place to be. It is. It's. I mean, it's and it's still developing. I mean, if you, you know, you look at what Nooms is doing with her Twitch gaming thing on Friday nights. That is I had never amazing. watched. It's fantastic, isn't it? I, I had so never watched a gaming stream in no, my life. Neither I, thought, did I. I didn't even I know what Twitch was, was until that. No. Point. <laughs> 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 I just. Thought, why would anyone do that? Why would anyone want to watch a gaming stream? I know. And then I sat there watching Lumi play in this game and I thought, this is fantastic. It's so much fun. It really is. And she is so much fun as well. I mean, yeah. just absolutely brilliant. The, the commentary and the and the Yeah, the kind of the, the, the chat going on in the background whilst we're watching and having to make the decisions of how the game goes collectively. Yeah. yeah. And it's so funny when, you know, Nooms is counting up the number of X and Y choices and then because of the lag in the game, an extra one kind of pops in right at the end. <laughs> it's so funny. I love it. I'm, I'm just going to start putting random letters from now on. I'm yeah, well, I get, started yeah. doing that because it was lagging so much. <laughs> I was kind of doing preemptive selections and not knowing what they were. So, Oh, was, that was you, was it? it well, was I'll really, tell you what, though. It was so all funny. joking aside, even with the, the lag, and yeah, because that is, that is text-based interaction there, um, yeah. that's quite helpful because, you know, you and I, we're quite happy as much as I can't, I can't stand my voice, to be honest, but we're fairly well, happy and comfortable to have our, our, our voices out there. Some people don't necessarily want to be on video or yeah. on, on audio. So I mean, a, a on doing that, yeah, you're totally, well. you're totally anonymous. You're just a, yeah. a username making comments. I mean, nobody, yeah. nobody sees you or hears you at all. Nice and accessible. No, it's great. I, I really love what Nooms are doing with that. It's fab. 
And then Jason is doing his um, honky tonk country show on Trans Radio UK on Sunday. He is, isn't he? And that um, is amazing and, too. Well, we partnered with uh, Trans Radio UK. We're supporting partners for Trans Radio UK because uh, I, I've known Lucy and Avril, who, who run the station, uh, for some time. In fact, I, I spoke to uh, Lucy way back just before the station even started. Um, and it was always one of those things that the work they do is just so close to my heart. I think it's absolutely amazing that 24 hours a day, seven days a week, there is real representation out there on the airwaves, you know, for the transgender community, by the transgender community. Um, and yeah, I mean, JP, sorry, Jason's uh, love for country music, which is quite infectious, I have to say, to be honest. I'd, I'd never it's really a, listened to country before he came along. I've listened now, to quite a few of his shows and yeah. I wasn't He's, really convinced I was a country fan at the beginning, but I'm definitely turning into one. It's such an enormously diverse genre of music, isn't it? As well, it's, amazing, it's not yeah. it's you know, too. it's not all banjos and and, no. and guitars sort of thing. There's some really amazing music out there, and uh, not only has he introduced it to me, but I think it's beautiful that he can now share that with well, with the world. Um, so he's sharing his passion for music through yeah. that, and that's, no, that's really good fun. And I, I normally have. Um, Trans, Trans Radio UK on in the background when I'm working sometimes, which is it's nice to listen to. It's kind of there's, there's several shows throughout the day. It's, uh, it's, it's quite was, good. I was tuned in at one point. I was, you know, I was having one of those days doing the whole sprinkling thing and I was completely gutting out um, one of the bedrooms and um, Trans Radio UK is, is playing away in the background and all of a sudden the tea and coffee advert came on um, and there was this very weird moment where I'm listening yeah. to the radio and then my voice came on the radio and I thought, this is very peculiar. Yeah. It was a strange feeling. Yeah, I've been sat here many times and then all of a sudden, Jason and Sammy are on the radio telling me about tea and coffee. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite funny. Yeah, It's nice to know you can't escape us, Vicky. We're, we're there all yeah, the there's time. No escape. Yeah, there's no escape at all. And then you've recently started um, a, new, a new thing called The Book Club. Yes, we have, yeah. Um, well, we're about to. About um, we, to. We've, we've, we've chosen the first book, haven't we? We have. And we is exactly the right word to use because it's been chosen by the members and by votes. Uh, so yeah. I, you were there, I think, weren't you? We I was sat indeed. Down I was and indeed. everybody got together. We shortlisted a few books between yeah. us as a group. Um, and then we randomly selected five of those. Um, and uh, yeah, we let people vote on it. I'm not going to lie. I'm quite pleased with the, the result, actually. I'm fairly pleased. I think we're reading um, Douglas Adams' uh, Hitchhiker's Guide <laughs> yes. to the Galaxy first, now, the, which the is The thing is, I think, that, I think that book is actually five books. <laughs> well, not, there is not, that. So I guess we're just reading the, the basic one, aren't we? Just the, yeah, the I, I mean, I, I won't, because we've got the there's, the, there's the other five to get through. If people want to carry on and, and do Mostly Harmless and So Long and Thanks for yeah. All the Fish, then we can, we can do that yeah, and I'm, I think no doubt I think if, there'll uh, be an offshoot from it like there yeah. is so often if you get the ultimate guide I think that's kind of a condensed version of the five books oh uh, really yeah so what I did I I went on to Amazon and I got the um the audio book because I'm lazy so I'm going to listen to it instead of read it fair enough <laughs> who's reading it hey who's reading oh, the audio book I'm not sure I'm not sure who's reading it I didn't check yeah, I Fair need enough. to chat that. But yeah, I intend to listen to it. And we've got how many weeks? Uh, we're doing four weeks between them, I think. So um, the the uh, we're going to have a kickoff meeting on the. Ah, I haven't got the dates in front of me. This is see, look, you're so much more organised than I am. I'm not. This, I'm really not. 
well, I mean, uh, I think what we said is that... I think it was the 20-something, wasn't 22nd, it? 22nd, which 22nd, is uh, yeah. Monday, the 22nd of Feb, um, where we're going to have a bit of a kickoff, uh, and then we're going to do every fourth Monday. Um, and if we get to the fourth Monday and, you know, a, a large section of the group are, are still not finished with the book, um, then, you know, it's we're pretty relaxed, as you know. We'll just... We'll just move it. We'll just change it. Just talk about something um, else. <laughs> this is it. We'll, wait, we'll find something else to talk about. Um, or we can carry on, leave it another few weeks, whatever it might be. Um, it's funny you say audiobooks as well, because we, we've started a fundraiser recently. Um, again, in terms of accessibility, you know, I, I'm dyslexic as it happens. I, I struggle to read uh, myself. Um, you know, I've, I've learned more and more and more as I've gone on. And I do a lot of, I have to do a lot of very technical and heavy reading and, and writing for work. Um, so I've, I've learned to cope with it, but there are people out there who be they partially sighted or because of some sort of dyslexia or issue reading or people like your good self who self-confessed just can't be bothered to read it. Um, yeah. So I mean, well, you can listen to it whilst you're doing something else, which is, it's kind of, ah, there is that you know, to it. It's yeah, like listening to the point. radio kind of, you know, and absorbing the information by osmosis. That's, yeah, that's the way. To yeah. Exactly. Um, but no, we, we've started a fund to, to help people that either perhaps can't afford a book or, or need it in a special format, be that large print or audio book or, or similar well, formats. I, I think on Amazon, if you if you buy the paperback, they give you an option to um, get an audio book cheap or gift it. So, I mean, maybe that's an idea for some of us who, who have bought, a, bought the paperback. Yeah, we'll have could, to have a look at that. You could yeah. gift, the, gift the audio book to those who maybe can't afford it or something. I've got some contacts at Amazon. I'll have to have a word and see what we can do. All right, cool. Give Jeff, awesome. give, give uh, what's he called, Jeff a call. <laughs> yeah, no, not, my contacts don't go quite that, that <laughs> high. I did at one point uh, get thrown out of Amazon's London head office, actually. Did you? Uh, yeah, true story. Um, with, uh, with racing driver Charlie Martin. Um, we were doing an event for Trans in the City in 2019, uh, where we were taking Charlie around all of these different companies, um, 22 enormous businesses that we saw uh, in the space of a day around London. Um, oh. I've never been thrown out of so many places in my life. <laughs> it's, it was all organised as well. I've spoken to people that had all been arranged with, you know, the, either their uh, DNI reps or, or somebody fairly high up the chain um, who was involved in the project. Um, and you turn up and it's great that they've arranged these things, but security at the desk didn't know anything about it. And so, yeah, I've been thrown out of quite a lot of, of businesses, but there was this brief moment where, um, yeah, it was pretty satisfying to be honest, to be kicked out of, of Amazon's head office. I've, I've got a really good photo of the moment the security guard came over somewhere. And you're in good company when you got, when you were kicked out. I mean, yeah, it was good fun. Charlie's a bit of an icon, isn't she? She's a... Charlie's amazing. Um, she's, she's absolutely just, a fantastic person and it was I was a little embarrassed I've got to be honest because I'd gone from sort of uh, Charlie was you know a role model of mine and yeah I, I think I'd be starstruck if I met Charlie I was a little bit to start with I was quite I was quite sort of nervous about it but she's just so down to earth just a, a really really relaxed and, and lovely person and uh, I, I think she probably hates me now to be honest because I I dragged that poor woman around London for 26 miles we did on foot that day um which was yeah I, I she hasn't really spoken to me an awful lot since i don't think she's forgiven me so yeah it would be great to get her on to uh, tea and coffee one night have a chat 
I know. She's always so busy. I mean, she's, you know, racing drivers, right? They're always busy. They're moving at a thousand miles an hour all the time. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I mean, it'd be, be lovely to have her along one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And just going back to the list of spinoffs, I mean, this podcast is another example. I mean, yeah. you know, I've kind of been involved with tea and coffee as a, as a kind of a, as a guest. And, you know, I've been thinking, well, what can I do? So I was, I was lucky to be invited onto a podcast called um, <clears throat> Trans Talk Raw, which is done by Nikki Marie Dawn and Terry Allen yeah. in the States and Canada. And they invited me on because I'd, I'd worked with them in the past on, on some stuff. And uh, that was so much fun. That was live broadcast on Facebook at the time. So, you know, oh, there's awesome. nowhere to hide. Um, <laughs> but it was great fun. And after that, I kind of thought, oh, well, I could, maybe I could do a podcast. And then, you know, I'm trying to think, well, how can we tie it into tea and coffee? And, you know, I think we're going to discuss that at some point, try and tie it together a bit better. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm, you know, what you're doing, like I say, is amazing. And and uh, for, for you just to say that it's a, a spin-off and a, and a result of, of what we've been doing is, well, is, yeah, it is beautiful to hear. It's wonderful to hear. Um, yeah. And, you know, we're, we're happy to support to support you um yeah 100 percent. because i think you used the word guest and we don't have we don't have guests at here in coffee we we have members we are a community and we're all members of that community and um there's none of them that i wouldn't support in their endeavors so yeah i mean there's so many other things we've not even mentioned i mean there's other people doing other things as well you know so yeah I, I, I lose track I, yeah. i've got to be honest um but it does seem to but it's, it's pretty it's much quite... every single every single member is kind of involved with something in the background as well it's yeah amazing group really it's is. really cool isn't it there, there's just some uh, there are it's not just amazing people but they're doing amazing things yeah and... yeah for example petra's doing her uh friday afternoon talk thing on zoom chat not just that i mean the work that petra's doing within the nhs yeah. at the moment is, yeah, is she's, absolutely groundbreaking she's been on here. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, no. Well, you've heard all that, but yeah, she's ab- yeah, it's yeah. absolutely groundbreaking stuff she's doing, and I'm I'm so proud of you lot. You're such wonderful people, all of you. I'm always so proud. And and we've got um, Fallow doing uh, tea tea on Tuesday, which is another support group, which is which is really good as well. Also, it is. Good. Yeah, have you it been is to that good. One? I yeah. haven't had a chance to yet. Tuesdays are like pretty much at the moment the only day off because what's going to be be happening when we've got we've got tea and coffee on Wednesdays uh we've got new me on friday we've got sunday and then like between doing all the mum stuff and yeah. running a business as well yeah. tuesday is pretty much the only day that's so you left do, in yeah. my diary you need some time to yourself as well yeah. yeah just about i'm not that I, not that i get anything done with it you know i just i plan all these wonderful things that i'm going to get done and then it all goes horribly wrong at the last minute so i end up doing totally the wrong stuff and then working right through the night but what's who needs sleep anyway Vicky? no sleep's overrated it isn't really it is. yeah. you know if i can get a couple of hours a night i'm i'm feeling pretty lucky to well I, I intend to get up in the middle of the night and listen to some of um billy's tea and coffee events now she started doing those so well, i think we, i think that's that's definitely a must isn't it you know if you can't um, sleep and it's like two in the morning well nothing else to do is it you may as well get on this there. this is right you know i think uh jason <laughs> said it at the last at the last time i think he, he said it sort of jokingly but you know um, it's not just that we're doing it in a different time zone, which is uh, it's uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I think, yeah. um, uh, which is 9 Central. Oh, I've always wanted to say that. Sorry. Um, but, uh, so it's um, it's not just great that it means that the, you know, the, the, the people in the U.S., the, the guys and girls out there can get involved. 
Um, but it's actually there if you know if you are sat up at 1am on Tuesday morning with nothing else to do. Then, I'll yeah, tell you, dur- during lockdown, I've, I've been waking up so many times, middle of the night, two o'clock, three o'clock. Oh, have you? Yeah, it's just kind of a bit kind of insomniac. What do you, you do though? Do you are you a stay in bed sort of person? Like if you wake up, do you just end up waking up and laying there, or are you a, well, I'm awake now, so I'm getting out of bed. No, I kind of stay there and, and start counting sheep and stuff. You know, counting sheep is a good way to go. Yeah. Yeah, but if there was, um, if I could just jump on that for half an hour, that might be interesting one now and again. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, you've got to be careful what you're saying here, Vicky, because that, that sounds a little bit like you know what? If I'm struggling to sleep, I'll tune into tea and coffee. I'll be spark out in no time. It's, uh... No, I didn't really mean it like quite <laughs> no, like that. But no, yeah. I know you didn't. Um, but you know, it's I don't. It's funny you say that actually. Or stay in bed. When I'm if I'm awake, that's it. I'm I'm awake, so I I get up and I I get on. No, what happens um, with me is that I, I eventually fall back to sleep and then I can't wake up until about nine or ten. You know. So. Oh yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, second second sleep is always second rubbish, sleep. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think it's I'm, I'm blaming lockdown for the kind of disruption that's causing that. But anyway. Yeah, I think a lot of people have struggled through this period, and it's um, it's it's one of those things that, as a as a community, as as trans people, we have got quite a lot of struggles already. Let's face it, um, and people are very quick to say, "Well, I think I just said, oh well, it's difficult for everybody at the moment." But that doesn't make it any easier for those of us that have got additional problems. Um, you know, I mean, just just through through lockdown, from personal experience through lockdown I, I i separated with my um now ex-wife uh, after 18 years and having a daughter wow. together um i went from you know having honestly never lived on my own as an adult I'd, n- I'd never lived on my own to being completely isolated um which i know a lot of people went to to isolation but suddenly that massive change not having either my daughter or, or anybody else in the house yeah that's tough. um that was yeah that was that was insanely tough yeah that was that was really really hard um and then obviously the issues around business because self-employed um so it's it's really yeah. easy sometimes i think to say oh yeah it's been tough for everyone um but we've already got as a community this enormous set of pressures and struggles and the seemingly endless onslaught of, of media assault and and hate speech um so this year well, sorry, last year now, isn't it? It still feels like the same same year, to be honest. Well, yeah, um, it continues. But this this last this last episode through the the global pandemic has just been, I mean, it's it's just been that next level. But at the same time, like you say, I think it has given quite a few people opportunities to start doing things like you're doing. I mean, you, the odds of you doing this if it hadn't been for lockdown, yeah, it probably, probably wouldn't have quite slim. You know, there's no way that tea and coffee would not be dealing. We wouldn't be having volunteers joining us from from the states, no, if, if not for lockdown. Uh, so you know, there's there's all these little silver linings, and I, I think if anything, it's hopefully it's encouraged a few more people to to reach out and and to connect. I I know that I've connected with with some friends that I hadn't spoken to for a very long time. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I've connected with all kinds of people. I mean, a lot of them through tea and coffee, who you, normally I would have just kind of chatted with in in facebook twitter but the, you know the fact that you can have a have a zoom call or or a whatever system we use i can't remember what it's called now. um yeah you, you can see people and talk to them face to face that's yeah. so much better i mean it's it's a kind of for me it's been a bit of a, of a replacement for some of the pride events that were cancelled because you know those were kind of the opportunity to meet people 
yeah. that you wouldn't normally um, meet. But now we're doing it on tea and coffee instead, which is yeah. but when you look at events like Sparkle, um, yeah. and you know the work the the whole team, but but especially Lee has put into Sparkle over the years. Um, you know, it's the the decision to have to to cancel that. Well, frankly, it's not a decision, is it? At the moment, the decision's been made for you, but yeah. the, the feeling of having to cancel that, I mean, that must be must be devastating. Um, and at risk of sounding doom and gloom, you know, they've just cancelled Glastonbury. Uh, yeah. So the, the odds of, of anything else really happening big this year until at least the back end of the year are still looking pretty slim, which is, yeah, is why we're, we're bolstering what we do at Team Coffee, getting more people involved and, yeah. and trying to connect yeah. with, with more projects as well. Yeah, it's yeah, it's all great, amazing stuff. So, I mean, now we've got all the shameless plugs out of the way. <laughs> Not shameless, was it? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> So, I mean, I'm not sure if anybody who's listening has figured out yet, but you and I are both trans women. And yep. Yep. And could you just tell us a little bit about your transition history and how you came to know that you were transgender? Uh, yeah. Um, it's, it, I mean, it's, uh, I'll try and keep it, try and keep it yeah, fairly no, these, brief. These, I'll give you the truncated version. Very long because stories, normally, but, yeah. I, I mean, I could go right back. I mean, I, just briefly, I mean, when I was, um, I remember being sort of six or seven years old, so primary school, um, and realizing for myself that I was, I was doing something very different, or I wanted to do things very different to a lot of the other people that looked like me. So a lot of the boys, um, you know, I I didn't want to play football or British bulldog. I think was the one. Do you remember that one oh, where they were yeah. running run into each other? That, that was yeah. not on my list of things no. to do. I hated those um, kind of things. They were terrible. Yeah. Anyway, we were so lucky though. We, I, I mean, at my at my primary school, we had a um, we had a woodland area that I, I still remember now. I'm still really fondly actually. It was this beautiful little wooded area that we could play in. Um, and I would go and play house. We used to make little houses out of the the sort of the pine needles that have fallen on the floor. We'd sort of brush it all away to mark out the rooms and things <laughs> like that. Um, and I was always more comfortable doing that. And indeed, yeah. like when it came to uh, PE, for instance. Um, you get to choose right are you, you going to go off and play football or go swimming and hockey or whatever it was outside um or there's country dancing inside and i'm like that's a bit of a no-brainer uh country dancing sounds sounds like the way to go to me and at the time I, I mean i'd love to be able to tell you and that's when i knew i was transgender and i don't i don't think that's i don't think it'd be true to say that but i did start to wonder if there was something different about me or recognize that in fact I felt that there was something different about me. Um, and that was, like I say, six or, or seven years old. It's a long so, time ago. So now, what decade What decade are we talking here? Uh, do I have to give that away? Well, uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, guessing, I'm guessing you're in I your mean, 30s. Like, yeah, late no. 80s, late 80s, early 90s. Um, yeah. So sort of, yeah, probably around 89, 1990, give or take. Yeah. Um, if, I, if I do the maths, yeah, I'm, I'm 38 this year, Vicky. 38, you're still a kid. Oh, I'm 50, God, yes. uh, Somebody needs to tell my face that the wrinkles that are I'm 56 this year. So, yeah. But you're young and youthful and a young looking, wish, happy, I healthy wish. 50 odd. I'm, I, I look 56 and I'm, I'm not even, you know, I'm not even 40 yet. No, you don't. Um, I, 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 well, that's kind of you to say, but hey ho. Um, so, so anyway, yeah, I mean, that was kind of like probably my earliest memory and of, of recognizing that there was something different about me. And then that continued. Um, I I realised that particularly as I joined 
secondary school it might sound really silly um but i i was such better friends with with the girls i had you know i preferred being in and it's going to sound really stereotypical and uh but i i preferred sort of the home ec stuff uh and the drama club and the music stuff with the girls to whatever whatever the alternative was um and that was when i i started making sort of some changes in my in my appearance i started growing my hair um i think there was a a, a big element of denial or in, or indeed just misunderstanding at that point at probably sort of 11 12 years old um where i was just no 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 i'm just growing my hair so it's a i think they call it emo now it's like you know no nah, no nah, it's because i'm it's because i'm goth or emo or whatever it was um but you know now with the the benefit of hindsight it was pretty obvious why i was doing that um so were, were you were you able to tell your parents at the time and no nah. nah. um until i was i was about 13 ish such a long time ago i've probably got this all written down i've got i'm seeing the GIC well, you will have day. i mean we all have these little stories written down don't we because we have to produce them so often when we go through this medical stuff like i say i'm seeing them on monday i should get my story straight actually maybe i can get you to send me a copy of this and i can just play it back to them yeah i was just uh, gonna, <laughs> gonna say i'll just record it and we'll just send them this you know. yeah result right um but no I, I must have been sort of around the age 13 14 give or take um when this wonderful thing called the internet came into my life yes um and uh, back in the, the very dark days of, of AOL and dial-up. Do you remember that? Oh, wow, AOL? I do remember that. Yeah, AOL. No, right? Um, you've got mail. Yeah, you've got mail. And um, it was this new thing. And there were chat rooms, um, oh, which, yeah, you was, know, you, yeah. And you could I kind of fairly... forgotten about those. <laughs> I know, I know. I, 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 to be honest, I, I suppose cut my teeth is probably the phrase, but like, the AOL chat room was the first time, and uh, I think it was the LGB chat room at the time. It wasn't even LGBT, um, yes. but it was the first time that I could explain some of the experiences in my life um, and then started to actually get people saying, oh, there's a word for that. So I think to, to answer the question, you know, like where did my journey begin? Um, I, I think I could probably turn around and say, hey, I think I might be transgender. Uh, by the time I was 13 or 14 because um, up until that point I just there just wasn't a word for it no I mean so um, it's, it's when the language kind of develops and then you kind of oh yeah that kind of describes me so yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah. like anything I mean you think of babies you know they, they they scream and they cry and this that and the other but they mean I'm hungry or I, I smell bad um, you know but they don't have the the words to express what they're really saying so they make noises um, it's a bit like me talking isn't it Vicky to be honest I don't really have the words to say what I mean so I just uh make noises no um, but no the um that was that was kind of it and uh it terrified me if yeah. i'm honest with you yeah the the thought of it was just terrifying so i thought no 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 no, no. hang on a minute no i mean when you've spent your whole life not knowing any better when you spent your whole life being told that you are one thing and and sort of realizing i'm a bit of a different version of that one thing but being you know, not knowing that there's an alternative and then suddenly finding out, actually, you know what, there's this thing. I immediately felt as though it was, was wrong. I immediately felt that there was something wrong with me, that that wasn't something normal that, because there was no visibility of it. It wasn't as though oh, I'm transgender, like, like Vicky or oh, I'm transgender, like these other people that I know of. There weren't, there weren't that uh, many people around to no. 
there was the, the visibility at that time yeah. was yeah. was really really difficult i i you know and believe me i googled the hell out of it um yeah. and unfortunately a lot of it i mean you know when you still still to this day you type it into google and an, an awful lot of what comes up is still yeah there's still horrendous negative and you know very negative yeah um and so uh yeah big big time denial um and i tried every single thing to avoid this situation i tried everything i could to to sort of not have to deal with who i was as a person um and i I went to some some pretty severe extremes uh i've always taken everything to an extreme that's just me um you know from so i did the whole uh the whole car thing with the big spoiler and the base bin and this yeah. that and the other because yeah boy races boys do that let's so try did that. you did you find you were overcompensating a little bit i, I think that's an understatement yeah I, I overcompensated a lot you know yeah. um i went from having like really nice long hair this was by the time i was in college you know quite nice long hair uh to completely shaving it all off um so, and then yeah. You know, not far from there. In fact, I was at college, so what, 17, 18 years old when I met my uh, now ex-partner. Right. Um, and so I suppose I just kind of went with it. I just kind of went with life and sort of what was expected of me or what I felt was expected of me. And so you were um, like kind of living in the closet at that time? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. There yeah. was, you know, there was no... Um, and there was, a, whilst there was a lot of, and I regret it now, to be honest, but there was, you know, a lot of secrecy around that time. Um, and I would, you know, be be dressing up, as it were, in, in private. It's weird. Yeah. I don't really think of it as dressing up anymore. At the time, it's, it's really strange. It just sort of felt, it still felt wrong because it was behind closed doors. It was secret if I didn't want anyone well, yeah, to know I mean, it's, it's terrifying secret. And I think we've all kind of done that. And it, it's kind of, it's a secret. You don't want anybody to find out. You don't want anybody to catch you doing it. And it's, no. you know, it's kind of, so it's, yeah. Um, so it's like a dirty secret, but it's, I mean, it. eventually you kind of understand that it's not quite like that. But I think that's in some respects, you know, going back to what we were saying about tea and coffee as well. I think that's, that's kind of perhaps what drives a lot of, trans-specific events i think that's what drives them underground and drives them into you know nightclubs and and things like that is that people want to be either miles away from where they live so that nobody's going to possibly go recognize them Um, and indeed you know somewhere secret that people won't people won't know about you know this is a secret i can go here it's a secret place um and that that step for me from from sort of going from this is a huge secret and a burden that i i'm I've got to live with to realizing that I couldn't like I couldn't keep living with the secret and that was that was really I mean that's my point of coming out I guess that's that's kind of the point where I said look I've got to tell other people what's going on here um because I couldn't do it the the, the way I've I've tried to explain it in the past is do you think how difficult some of the things that we have to go through in life. And I don't mean we as trans people, just generally human beings, the things we have to go through in life. Imagine trying to do any of those things, like trying to do your job. Yeah. Um, Whilst also having to use a massive part of your brain power to be somebody else at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. And it was just exhausting. It It is exhausting. Oh, absolutely. Having to hold up this pretense 
Um, and so eventually, um, gosh, six-ish, maybe seven years ago, um, I, I decided I needed to, to actually try and get some support. Um, and part so of that that's, was... That's a, that's a good decade and a half in the, in the closet, I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, a long time, a long time. Um, well, I mean, really, it's a bit more than that, and I mean, yeah. it's, it's for argument's Probably sake, too. call it call it thirty years, you know, um, because right. Right. I mean, well, I, mean, I know it sounds I know it sounds crazy, but from from recognizing that that yeah, six years old, that yeah. there was yeah, something yeah. different about me to actually sort of saying it out loud and trying to get some yeah. help. Um, you know, yeah, I suppose you had twenty twenty odd years, um, which is is terrifying to be honest, and I I think. I sometimes feel a little sad that I feel like I've missed out on a lot of things, a lot of sort of like growing up as myself, as it yeah. were. Um, but not, I don't, I, I try not to get too upset about it because at the same time, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I did and I was, I was chatting with uh, Jason the other day. Um, we were, it was a uh, say the other day, it was New Year's Eve. Uh, we decided we were stuck at home in our own. We were going to have a fire outside. Um, and I thought, yeah, you know, on the bright side, I was encouraged to do things like learn how to make fires when yeah. I was younger. So I've got all these cool skills. I can, you know, I can... Yeah, well, there's, there's no reason why those skills can't be used, you know? Yeah, well, this is it. And that's just a risk of sort of contradicting myself a little bit. I mean, those skills are not gendered for the record. No, they're yeah, not. There's, there's, they're not gendered skills. But unfortunately, we do still live in a society where, you know, little girls aren't encouraged to go out into the woods and learn how to make fires you know little girls aren't encouraged how to work generally speaking sorry little girls aren't encouraged how to work on cars um you know so there's a lot of things that yeah i, be able I mean to hopefully do those things are changing nowadays you know i mean hopefully girls enjoy doing those things um there's it's one of those yeah. things because um i remember when you know not uh, I, I won't bore you with the whole coming out story because it was it was quite it was you know typical emotional really i basically yeah. went around and sat in my uh, after quite a long conversation with with my wife um which or ex-wife sorry um you know which was so it was heartbreaking i don't really yeah. you know yeah, we, don't um, need to go into we don't necessarily need to go right into detail but you can imagine you know there was the immediate concern that it was some sort of sexual thing which yeah. you know just no so no far way. from the truth um and then there's the you know what does it mean for them as well which is is something i think a lot of a, a lot of us yeah. perhaps toil with yeah. but but don't necessarily um don't necessarily give enough respect to after coming out um so anyway that that went on uh and then there was a, a period of a few months where, where basically my my wife knew and um nobody else did so it was that was even worse to be honest because uh, yeah okay problem shared is a problem half but it wasn't it was just this new problem i essentially now had that it was the cat was out of the bag so something had to yeah. happen um and uh it was may may 17 i think it was um that i went round and to see me mum in the middle of the day um and she immediately knew something was wrong because i just i don't just turn up around there in the middle of the day just to come and see her um and sort of sat and gave her a cuddle and, and cried and that was that um and 
yeah i think there was some some worry to start with would be an understatement you know a lot of tears a lot of upset not anger but a lot of tears and a lot of upset um and a, a sense of grief a sense of loss because they felt they yeah. were, were losing a person that they knew um but they've been my my parents um my, my family have been unendingly supportive yeah. um Muscular. They don't, you know, there's names and pronouns and things like that get dropped from time to time. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're trying. Not everybody has lived with this. Not everybody has lived with this issue. Not everybody has had the time to yeah, learn we, to adapt. I, mean, I think we need to remember that, you know, when we do come out, that those around us probably didn't know about it and they kind of need to catch up. This is it. I yeah. mean, there's this phrase, there's this, this phrase that we use, which is, I'm still the same person. And I've, I've heard countless trans people say this to me when they come to us through the support networks or, or even just as friends. I don't get it. Why don't they understand I'm still the same person? And it's easier to say that from an internal perspective than it is to see that from an external. I mean, yeah, yeah. I understand. you know, I, I look I look different. I sound different. Not enough different, but I sound different. And you probably um, behave a little different as well. So, uh, oh god i wish i did yeah. uh no i mean yeah i do i do behave a little different um but not that i to be honest it's taken quite a while um for me to to get back into doing some of the things that yeah i'm just kind of hitting those things now i'm i'm just kind of you know i used to be a i used to be a scuba diver i was a scuba diving instructor yeah i was living in canada and oh, cool. yeah since i came back to the uk which was 2010 i've not done anything with it at all and it's only recently i've started to think well i need to get back into that because i really enjoyed it why so, Why didn't you do anything with it well i know it was just kind of i think i was preoccupied with worrying about transition and stuff yeah you know and i just moved back to the uk didn't really know anybody i could go scuba diving with and i was going through all this kind of change and um yeah it was just something that i just kind of put on the back burner for a while yeah but, but now i'm kind of getting through the, the the big the biggest part of transition i guess uh, and kind of coming out the other side yeah i'm thinking that yeah that these these things need to be looked at again i need to get back into them totally i mean you know why should i stop doing what i enjoy yeah, exactly um and you know when i talk about overcompensating yeah okay i was you know taking things to an extreme but at the same time, I still found some really cool stuff that I enjoyed doing, you know, so why not? I mean, I got well into to mountain biking at one um, and then I stopped because I I had this, I suppose, is the, the fear and the, I, almost a dysphoric thing about it. It's like, oh, no, hang on a minute. This is what old me and boy me perhaps did. And uh, I know it sounds really silly, but even as much as sort of what I'm going to wear when I go mountain biking. I mean, going to the gym was a huge one for me because let's let's be honest, for some peculiar reason, women's active wear seems to be a lot tighter than men's active wear. Um, yes. And there's, yeah, I know there's certain problems with with being a, a trans woman who, who hasn't managed to have surgery yet. Um, yeah. You know, which tight clothing can cause a problem. And that's it can. A, but that's so, a, have a you, lot. Have you managed to get back into things like swimming pools and things like that yeah absolutely yeah 100 yeah. percent. um and was oh i can't tell you how terrified i was i mean i've, I've not done that yet I, I am terrified about doing it but come swimming with me i'll take you swimming anytime you yeah. want to go i'd like to lose some we weight can. first <laughs> you know right this is quite an important point you raise here because you know what that that's something that occurred to me is that there is a, a difference i think and perhaps some people particularly trans people sometimes they confuse what are general 
body confidence issues yes with what might be dysphoria um i think it's so, a bit, i think it's probably a bit of both you know yeah i get that yeah yeah and you know it is frightening because you don't know how people re- are going to react but i'm i mean you've been living as your authentic self for long enough now to know that generally day to day oh um, yeah it won't be a problem you know, i know, I know it, it won't be a problem it's not an issue but it's just um, getting over the nerves of 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 you know going back to swimming pool yeah yeah i understand um, that yeah. I, you, I, which i, I think is kind of tied in a little bit with the scuba thing as well it's um definitely definitely yeah, and you know i look I'll, at things like it. i look at things like swimming but i didn't have a choice with the swimming as it happened um because i've got a young daughter and she wanted to go swimming uh, and you know she wanted to know why can't we go swimming and yeah. you try explaining to a kid who's been i mean she was what uh i don't know it was a while ago so she must have been like five or six at the time um and you know you're trying to explain to her she's been incredible by the way 100 percent completely accepting and and totally understood from from start to finish which is um, absolutely amazingly perfect it's it's brilliant i i think there's i did a conversation with somebody uh, back earlier in in sort of beginning of 2020 um where they they wanted to have a bit of a chat about any advice from sort of trans parents and i thought i am not the person to give parenting <laughs> advice but you know um but one of the things that that definitely definitely made a difference uh was making sure she was included so when i was due to start hormone therapy for instance um i spoke to her about it and trying to find an age appropriate way to do that so you know if there was a medicine i could take that would help me be more like the girl that i am would that be good yeah um and she sat there we were in the car and she um she mused it for a couple of seconds and she goes hmm does it taste yucky? <laughs> I was like, no, it, it doesn't taste yucky. It's either a, a little a little tablet or an injection. Some of them like a plaster, you just put it on your leg. And she goes, I think that would be nice. And you know, that was it. And from that point, I mean, even I, I uh, even as far as you know, when when uh, when my ex was and I were still living together, we had two mums in the house. Um, and logistically speaking, that's difficult. Um, I don't have a problem if she ever wants to call me dad, then fine, call me dad. But it does cause issues when you're doing things like going swimming, for instance, and you're in the changing rooms or the loo. You know, she's little, she can't go on her own. And she shouts, daddy, um, that can cause problems. (laughs) And so, but we got her involved in that. And, you know, she chose uh, her pet name for me. I'm I'm Mima. I mean, most of the time now I'm just mum or mummy anyway. But, you know, um, but she was involved in that decision as well. But um, aren't kids amazing how they can just accept things like that? I think it's it's amazing. I mean, I've had the same experience with my sister's kids, you know, and oh. my and her her daughter's young kids as well. I mean, totally accepting. It's amazing. I, I, I and you know, I, I think the reason behind that is that people aren't born ready to hate people. No. You, you're not born and, and hate anything. You. you you learn hate it's a yes absolutely um and if you you know if as long as you're teaching kids that that this is life and love is love and so on and so forth then you know it's it generally they will yeah grow up to be a nicer a nicer generation yeah absolutely and i'm I'm, you know the other thing is you know not everybody has that kind of support from family and you know there are some people who yeah just don't get any support and you know I always remind myself how privileged I've been in that respect. I mean, it's it can be really difficult for people. It is. I am 
I am exceptionally lucky. Yeah. Uh, there's no two two ways about it. Um, and you know, something something about running tea and coffee is some of the stories that some of the uh, there's some horrendous stories that come through. But yeah, horrendous. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I won't I won't go into detail, but you know, we've had I've. I mean, even personally, outside of tea and coffee, I've had people come into me at, at suicide point. You know, I've had yeah. to literally call an ambulance for, for yeah. somebody and for people in the past. Um, and it's it's just an awful place, an awful place to be. Uh, so mm-hmm. I do recognise that I'm I'm very lucky. Um, yeah, there's not really anything else to say on that one, to be honest. No. But anyway, swimming. I didn't have a choice. She wanted to go swimming, and I couldn't keep saying no. Um, so I was terrified, Vicky, not going to lie. I was bricking it. Um, I had makeup on and everything still at this point. You know, I hadn't, I, I didn't feel comfortable going out of the house at all without sort of a full face of makeup. Um, and yeah, makeup in a swimming pool, right? Genius. And uh, it was on the way there that little one was in the car and she turned around to me and she said, um, I know you're worried, but don't worry, mummy. I'm with you. It's going to be fine. We'll have fun. Yeah. And I mean, it didn't help at all. I was still absolutely petrified, but it was so sweet. Um, and to be honest with you, until we, we uh, I mean, the whole time in the changing room and then that, I don't know how on earth it could be 15 miles to walk from the changing room to the edge of the water, <laughs> but it, it certainly felt like it. Um, but we got in the water and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Um, and I was, I was still properly worried at this point um and then all of a sudden little one started basically drowning i, I and uh i thought oh crikey and that was it it was yeah. in an instant you know i guess once you're just the, getting on with their lives you know once you're in the water you kind of you can't be seen anyway can you it's only your head well yeah i mean and and you know what it's not just in the water is it i think that extends because that definitely helped me to to realize that you know i think although we're p- perhaps sometimes walking around thinking, oh my God, what if someone notices this? And oh my God, yeah. what if someone notices the size of my shoulders or yeah, et cetera. Bulge or whatever it might be. Um, but they don't because whilst we're walking around with all these little thoughts running through our heads, so is everybody else. They're all yeah, walking around with their all... own world going on. Yes, you know? it's true. It's true. Most people don't give, give people a second look. It's, you know, think how many times somebody's just bumped into you in a shop, oh, just yeah. like literally walked into I you because they're not, they're not interested no, I mean, in you. Yeah. In those normal everyday kind of settings, like no one gives a second look, you know. It's, no. it's, it's just and, and swimming normal. was just swimming just became yeah. something like that. And then that so, was it. Once yeah. that happened, the proverbial floodgates opened. So yeah, I went out and I got back on my bike. Yeah, yes, so, I bought a pink helmet, but it's a really it's okay. cool helmet. It's okay. As long as it's cool. Yeah, it is cool. Um it's a bit over the top, but you know, it's cool. So um sorry. Go on, Carol. Um, and you know, there's, there's, uh, I've recently, um, something I used to absolutely love doing. And again, I stopped doing it because I just sort of felt, Oh God, no, I won't be welcome there. Um, is, uh, airsoft skirmishing. I absolutely. Yeah. I was going to mention it. that. Oh yeah. I am. Um, I'm just like, so I'm just, so just for the, uh, the stuff. listeners. What, what is airsoft skirmishing? Uh, exactly. Think of, uh, paintball, but less painful, better equipment and, a lot more sort of tactical fun. Loads better than paintball. I mean, those those airsoft guns look so genuine, realistic. They do. You they're would actually, struggle uh, to differentiate them from the real thing. I think they're now referred to as uh, riffs or realistic imitation firearms. Actually, I mean, is that, is that are you allowed to actually buy them? And is that legal? Uh, yeah, there's a series of laws. I mean, the the main law is the uh, the uh, Violent Crime Reduction Act, which was when was that 2000 and 
So do you have to have a license? Uh, well, sort of. I mean, you're not allowed to buy a, a gun, uh, an airsoft realistic imitation firearm uh, from a retailer uh, unless you are registered with UCARA, the United Kingdom Air Rifle Association. Okay. Um, and the idea is that it, it means that you can prove that you're buying it for the sake of skirmishing. So to get a UCARA certificate, uh, you have to play X amount of times over a period no less than I think it's three months or something like that so that you can demonstrate that you're going somewhere regularly that you're going to a proper insured and legit site that you're yeah not so the sites you're doing are, and... are properly set up for it they're not you're not just yeah, going yeah. into the forest and shooting people no 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 <laughs> what's wrong with you crazy woman um no definitely not uh and you know it's I I've, I just always found it I, I found it quite good fun I think um you know you can take it really really seriously and some people do take it a bit too seriously um but you know it's just one of those things i have quite good fun with it um, so is this one of those things that you kind of put down for a while whilst you were transitioning and now you're picking up again i, I think definitely yeah and yeah. uh i i lost i lost a lot of good friends um because i just disconnected from so many people because i yeah. didn't i didn't feel comfortable being part of that world because it always felt like sort of part of my past really or and yeah. and, in, and indeed there was no visibility but Ironically enough, uh, I was chatting to uh, was one of the people I did stay in contact with, and I was chatting to them the other day, and they said, oh, do you remember so-and-so? And I said, yeah. And they said, oh, well, she's a she now. Oh. And I thought, damn it, I'm not even like the only trans person who's going to be there. This is rubbish. Where's the fun in that? Um, but no, it's it's amazing. There's, it turns out there is quite a vibrant trans airsoft community, well, I which have is a, just I have good a... to know. Yeah, I have a friend at work, trans woman, who who's into LARPing. Have you heard of LARPing? Uh, I've done LARPing. Yeah, so, I mean, same kind of thing, you know? Yeah, it is. I suppose that's what makes it look at airsoft, really. Yeah, it's essentially, it is, it is live-action role-play that, you know, you've got yeah. all the kit, you've got all the gear, um, and there's some amazing sites we've played in uh, in military training villages where you've just got rows of houses and there's some train carriages on rolling stock and a sewer system, and playing around there is like, think of it like Call of Duty, but in real life, it's better yeah. than 4K. I mean, well, it's, with my eyesight, it's not anything like as good as watching it on the telly. But, you know, it's... it's and you get to wear cute combat gear too, so, you know. What? You know what? It's true. Um, and the, 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 the idea of, of the camouflage is that it breaks up, the silhouette breaks up the shape a little bit. That's, that's how it works. Um, so anything that really hides the gut is a definite win for me. So, oh yeah. Yeah, maybe I should combine that with swimming. Or that might work for me. I mean, this is this is an option. I mean, you know, have a look. Maybe you can find a camouflage bikini somewhere. It's, it's <laughs> I'm not sure it will have quite the same effect as as. I'll try anything suit, at this point. You know. Hey, look, honestly, all joking aside, if ever you want to go swimming, give me a shout. I'm more than happy. Yeah, to it's a bit of a drive, though. You know. It is a bit of a drive. Um, we'll sort something. Well, yeah, out. don't worry know, about post, it. Post post lockdown, we'll sort something. Post lockdown, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So, how, how's your experience been with? Um, your GP and gender identity clinic and getting everything sorted, that, that side of things. Gosh. Probably uh, a nightmare, long, like everybody's. Uh, in a word, long. Uh, no, I, when I, I first set, tried to make an appointment to speak to my GP to, to get a referral, um, that was quite a big moment for me, you know? Um, and I, I called the, the, the GP, uh, got through to reception and said, uh, hi there, look, I, um, I need to make an appointment. And they asked me what for, because you know they're receptionists they, they assume they're all doctors um and i said well i need to speak to somebody about my gender identity and uh she smirked she was like 
<laughs> really? What? Smirk? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like laughed. Um, and I was like, I didn't know what to do. So I basically just hung up the phone and sat in the car and cried. Um, and then about a week later, I saw the phone back and said, I tried to call you the other day, explain the story. Uh, and they booked me an appointment. They asked me if I wanted to see a, a, a man or a, a woman. Yeah. I said, I don't care. Um, and they booked me an appointment. And I, I uh, this appointment all went a bit wrong. So I, I wasn't supposed to be working that day as it happened the day of the appointment, but I ended up having to go to see a client. Um, and so I've come straight back from work, rushed home from work to get to this appointment and um, didn't have time to get home. I ended up going straight to the doctor's. And uh, there's me at the time in, you know, a suit and a shirt and a tie. Um, and I sat down in front of the, of the GP and said, right, so uh, don't really know how to say this. I'm transgender. And she looked at me in this this look that I'll never forget. I, I, I can't do it, but it's I can I'll never forget her doing it um, of it was total shock and horror. Didn't know what to say. Very finely veiled with sort of professional courtesy. Yeah. Um, and I could tell right away that, you know, this, that she, she wasn't, wasn't comfortable. Um, and so I, you know, tried in my usual style to sort of deflate the situation. I said, look, don't, don't worry about it. It's my first time too. We're, you know, we'll figure this out together. Um, as it happens, I was quite well prepared. So I had all the information about how to go through the referral process, who she needed to speak to. Um, and within a couple of weeks, um, she'd done a little bit of background research herself and she'd done my referral. Um, it wasn't the easiest thing in the world to start with. Um, I don't, I don't think a lot of these GPs have come across it before. It's kind of, it seems to be new for them. It's it's why I say, why I keep saying about visibility It's most people. I mean, especially with what I do for a living where I see so many different people, it's not uncommon that I'm the first trans person they've met. Well, I mean, uh, transgender people in the UK is probably what one, one or two percent of the population. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so, the stats vary all over the place. That, but I don't know. I mean, but, yeah, you, you reckon anywhere between half a million and seven hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, um, which puts it at just under one percent. Um, but the, you know, it's 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 one of those peculiar peculiar stats. Nobody's ever really put their finger on it. Um, but um, either way. It's probably a lot higher than people are telling us it is. Um, well, I mean, you can't count everybody who's not out. So no, this is it. You can't count people that are not out. You can't count people that that just don't respond. You know, um, I've yeah. never been. I'm not ashamed of who I am. I wouldn't say I've never been. That's a you know, I was for quite some time, uh, but I'm not quiet about who I am. I think I'm on Twitter as Trans Sam Surrey. You know, it's you are like indeed pretty obvious. Um, but you know, I don't make a, a point of it in every conversation i do try and avoid becoming sort of a trans bore if you like um yeah, yeah. but at the same time um you know if I, i'm not i'm not shy about it um yeah. anyway back to the story sorry the uh, so yeah they referred me uh that was in uh it was july i think by the time they'd sent it off um and then i called mid-september to find out if they'd called the GIC mid-September to find out if they'd had my referral um, and they hadn't even seen it. Uh, I'm just, so I, I, I threw my toys out the pram a little bit, um, which was, you know, fair enough, really. You've had months, come on. I mean, all you've got to do is, is sort of answer an email. 
So was this um, the GP having having not submitted it, or it was just no, no, no. It was just it was just admin. Um, admin so yeah. yeah, admin not recognising it. They hadn't done it. They just just you know, unfortunately, yeah. uh, seems to be very typical. Everybody seems it, to have. It, it's unfortunately it is. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm I, I'm not just going to sit and badmouth the GIC, but the, um, there are no, but the the admin side of things. I yeah. think needs there's a lot of communication at. issues, isn't there? And yeah. the sad truth is that those communication issues can can cause major harm i mean it's it's one thing waiting for something if you know what's going on you know when it's coming yeah or and you've got you know and you've got a firm date as to you know when something's going to happen or just yeah. acknowledgement of what's going on you know yeah exactly. just something yeah it's it's just yeah. you know even a even a thanks for your letter we'll get back to you yeah it just seems to go um, into this black hole and it doesn't come out for two years you know it's, no um yeah any road uh yeah. that gp that gp left um okay and before she left, she was really lovely, and she said, "Look, uh, this is another GP. We're I'm gonna do like a handover, basically, um, which was really nice." Um, by this time, I hadn't seen the GIC, but I had started uh, hormone therapy privately through okay. um, through Gender GP. Yeah. Um, there was no two ways about it. You know, it was faced with a two to three year wait before you could even speak to somebody yeah. um and at the time you know before lockdown as it were and when business was a bit better and i had a, a couple of quid knocking about um i thought you know what if i can if i can do this safely i, I let's let's go for it uh the gp was supportive all the way through happy to do the blood tests um that i needed um it's i, I think that's been a really lucky thing for me as well, because if they hadn't been supportive, I don't know what I would have done because uh, I would have, I definitely wouldn't have just taken matters into my own hands in terms of, sort of self-medicating. Yeah. So um, your GP was prepared to do a shared care agreement with gender GP. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this, this phrase shared care agreement is, is a bit of a nonsense to be honest because it's, it's a breakdown of, of primary and, and secondary care functions. Um, you know, it's everything that you do with, with the NHS or, or with any doctor really is shared care um you know we don't think about yeah. it like uh, i think i said to you didn't i i had a i had a lump that i needed looking at in my yeah. in my right right yeah. boob um and we don't really think of it like that but it is shared care so you see the gp yeah. and they refer you to someone else who it's a bit like a, a subcontractor essentially they subcontract you to the breast department at the hospital yeah um, so i mean the, the gp is your primary care provider yeah. and i guess that's, that's it. anything else that's not the gp is on a care on a shared basis that's right and so there's a standard agreement and a lot of people get tied up in, in knots about this because they're like oh no no i need a special shared care document no you don't it's all there it's all it's all in place um, yeah and you also but, have to remember that gps can prescribe hormones oh, of course they can yeah and in fact uh, when by the time it, it all came about i was with this second gp so my one had left and this was the new guy um and he said, oh, I don't need any, I don't need to worry about any of that. It's fine. Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah. You know, if that's what's going on, that's what's going on. Um, I'm, I'm happy to help, which was. Which is the way it should be. That's the way it should be. Um, and uh, so what I, what I did within a few months of that was I wrote to the GRC and said, listen, come on. It's, it's been a year. I haven't heard anything from you. I've already changed my name updated my passport i've done you know on my driving license i'm uh, i think the phrase they use which i i despise is i'm living in role um you know um yes. and that i'm already on hrt it's already being managed you know with my gp um is there anything you can do because i'm paying out a fortune for additional support when really i don't need it 
Um, and they wrote back to, they didn't actually write back to me. They wrote to my GP uh, and asked him to verify that what I was saying is true. Um, can they ask my GP to confirm that I was living in Roll? Okay. Uh, which uh, I didn't know until I got a phone call from him. Um, and he said, I don't really know how to do this. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, how do I confirm that you're living as you all of the time? I said, well, I mean, you know, passport, driving license. I goes, yeah, I know. But do they want me to follow you around for a few days and make sure you're not trying to trick them or something? And uh, I, that's how that's how crazy it felt. You know, what have we got to do to actually just, just prove? But anyway, he wrote back to him, put some words together. And so the GIC... Um, took over responsibility for my prescriptions so all my hormones were on the nhs and this oh, was before i've seen them. This so was that was before, before you even got your first appointment yeah um oh, when i say they took over responsibility the gp prescribes now instead of the private provider um, yeah, so i mean is that a common yeah, thing that other people can do as well i'm sure i'm sure i mean I, I mean and it depends on the gic i guess all i would say is there's a process there must be a process for it because i'm because you did proof it. that it, it can happen yeah um you know and i think if you can in some respects what they're what they're trying to do and whilst we get very upset about sort of the amount of appointments we have to have and things like that and it all gets it gets called gatekeeping and and all these inflammatory terms um what the NHS really want to do is they want to reduce their risk. They don't want situations like the, the Kira Bell case yeah. because that causes more hassle, more paperwork, and more delays for everybody else. They just want to keep the risks down. And so by presenting a low risk scenario to them where, well, actually I've already done it. I, I don't, I'm not waiting for you. I'm getting on with my life anyway. Yeah. So are you going to support me or not? Um, with a GP who's happy to work behind me and, and, you know, proving that, I've, I'm having a successful life. They wanted proof that I was working and stuff like that. I had to provide them bank details and everything to prove who I was. Um, but they were happy to do it before I'd seen them. So when my first GIC appointment came round, which was, I don't know when that was. I'm losing track of years, to be honest with you, Vicky. Yeah, I know what it's like. Um, it was a year to the day after I'd come out to my mum. I remember that much. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're, my, we're talking several months, years after your original referral by this point um, uh yeah it's a, yeah. over over a year since my original yeah. referral yeah um and so when that first appointment came round um which was down on the system as being a first appointment and so on and so forth i wasn't really expecting anything to happen really i just thought it was going to be a bit of something and nothing um within five minutes of meeting the doctor at the charing cross gender identity clinic uh she turned around to me and said um oh, so you've basically already covered all of those requirements, so we just need to get you on a route for surgery then, don't we? Yeah. I was, um, yes, please. I, I, you know, I didn't well, really know you what know, to say it's, at that point. It's, it's yeah. really interesting that you found this way of kind of getting through the first appointment system a bit quicker. I mean, that's, that's really interesting. I mean, I don't know if it was, I, I, you know, I, at the I end mean, of the I think day, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's like, it's like you say, you kind of, you've, you've eliminated the risk because you've kind of explained everything to them. So it's, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was, that was May, whenever it was, May 18, I think. Yeah. Give or take. Yeah. May 18. Um, that I had that. And then at the time I was told I'd wait six months basically for my, my 2SA. So second surgical sign off. Um, uh that didn't happen until september last year so six months which was supposed to be back end of 2018 eventually happened in september 20 
Uh, by remote. So were there some COVID-related delays there? Well, I, I don't think it was anything well, to do with COVID, actually. I, was, just I, I called up to find out because so it was coming up to the time that the appointment would have been in the, at the six months when it would have been due. Yeah. Um, and I called them and they said, oh, no, no, I don't know why you've been told six months. It's at least 18 months. <laughs> I said, what? I, I was there. I was with a I've got a letter. It says six months. It's like, no, it, no, no. It, she you know, shouldn't it, have told you that. It constantly amazes me that everybody I've spoke to about this, they all have a completely different story. No one has the same story, the same timelines the same way of doing things it's like there's it's yeah. like there's no there's no official process that all these gics follow you know what kind of, that's exactly kind of what happens. i said to you it's, it's terrible and and case in point you know particularly going back to the beginning of the conversation what i do for a living i identified that very very quickly that there's clearly no understanding of the procedure and if there no, is an if there is a procedure it's, it doesn't seem to no, be it's not fast enough or no. being followed properly i mean hopefully these these new gender identity clinics that are coming online now such as the indigo one that i've been invited to join and another one in london yeah, yeah 5060 sure. in london yeah. yeah i mean hopefully those have been organized in a slightly better way and i i'm hearing good things about them well they they've been done in collaboration with the nhs um as they are incredible projects yeah um and because they're being done to essentially ease the pressure on the gic's um you know it is it, it is being set up specifically to deal with the task you know they recognize that, that it shows that they recognize the problem and that they are doing something to deal with the task yeah um but it's still very so, limited numbers there's there's only two or three of them so i mean it might it might help those people who are invited to go along but yeah it's not going to make a big difference to the rest of the i mean I what it, I, I suppose it probably might not make a big difference to some of the enormous figures and the enormous numbers that we see but at the same time it does show that there is you know even if it's not coming from the gic's directly that yeah. there is a willingness to change but if it establishes a new that, yeah if it establishes new working methods and yeah improved, i mean if yeah, we can all, if we can create a paradigm where you know where it is patient driven yeah um there are very few that i know of if any health conditions um which you know at the end of the day we're talking if it's with the nhs it's healthcare um but there are very few situations where the the patient is is practically a hundred percent responsible for managing their own care like mm. like trans people have to yeah um yeah. you, you know, almost have to be your own gp in a way it's, it's, it's oh yeah hard. you know when it comes to the, the the only instruction that my gp has had from the gic um is to monitor my bloods and to um put my estradiol up by two milligrams uh every three months until i'm in the right range yeah so you know i essentially i tell the gp how much i need how are you getting on your hormones at the minute it's like yeah all right yeah maybe i could swap from eight to ten milligrams a day or something yeah um and they're like yeah no worries yeah we'll do that because they <laughs> they just they haven't got a clue no a it's very it's very frustrating i mean yeah. coincidentally today before i came on to talk to you I, I i got a call from indigo which i've been waiting for for several weeks exciting exciting so i was i was on the sheffield gic waiting list and i've been on there for um over two years Gosh. so towards the end of last year indigo kind of started and because my gps within greater manchester was kind of on the list as a potential to transfer from the Sheffield queue to Indigo. Yeah, yeah. So I got the call today, finally. And the great news is I got my first appointment in March. 
Oh, no, it's exciting, isn't it? I'm so excited about that. Yeah, I bet you are. So, yeah, I mean... That's brilliant. It's probably probably shortened my two-year wait by five additional months I would have had to wait. Yeah. Before I got into Sheffield. You know what? That's great. It's it, you're probably going somewhere that's that's perhaps a little more, should we say, user friendly? I think yeah. it's probably a good word for it as well. You know, I mean, the chat I had with the person who called me was 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 amazing. It was it was totally what you'd expect, which was great. Yeah, it's fantastic you know, to hear. So it's good. That's really good to hear. So hopefully um, that all works out, and my switching over is not a mistake. But we'll find out, I guess. <laughs> well, time will tell. You know, and if, if things have to change, you know, you, I mean, you don't get this far along life especially you know in, in terms of a transition you don't get as far as as you or i have um by by sitting and, and letting things just happen you know you, you you deal with it you work with it um and i i think a, a, a classic example of that i had my uh 2sa so my second surgical sign off back in september 20 um on the 9th of september 2020 i remember that date well um because it went amazingly it went absolutely brilliantly and you know we were talking about what surgeons i'd prefer to use and everything was all sorted uh and then suddenly uh when i called up um repeatedly to try and get hold of them they'd they'd been closed because of covid um and i called up and tried to get hold of them and they said oh no no it's fine uh the paperwork's here it's just waiting to be sent out we haven't sent it yet i said oh well can you like email me a copy oh yeah fine yeah we'll do it now nothing to worry about not a problem so it's just lying Um, on someone's desk yeah and uh and so they sent it um and it wasn't until i read through it that actually they've said no 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 um we still need to do a face-to-face visit so i had my sign off in september um that was it i was you know on the surgery waiting list at that point uh and then by the beginning of december um i've been told differently i'd been told no actually sorry we, we need to see you face to face that's so frustrating over Zoom. yeah it was yeah it was so you know you're waiting for that face to face uh not waiting much longer it's on monday oh, it was supposed to be cool. it was supposed to be sort of two fridays ago um it was booked for the the eighth and then i i called them uh to try and make sure that it was all going ahead because of covid and, and things like that um sat on hold for three hours to to not get an answer and then got a text message the following morning saying, yeah, we've cancelled it and we've moved it to to um, to this Monday, the 25th. So, I mean, uh, you're going to go in, everything's going to be okay, and then you're just going to be waiting for the next step, which will be... Well, I mean, certainly. yeah, fingers crossed, hopefully, we'll all just be okay. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the, the worrying thing is that even now, um, I worry about it because, well, yeah. like, it, like it or not, you know, at the end of the day, um, this is... I feel like there's this requirement that they want you to prove yourself. Yeah. I'd be lying if I, if I told you I was relaxed about it because I'm, I'm not, I'm a bit more relaxed about it than I was first time round. I, I won't lie. Uh, but I'm, I'm not relaxed about it at all. I mean, you know, I've, I've, I know this is a really stupid thing to say, but I'm like, what am I going to wear? Um, <laughs> you know, uh, the, the clinician that I'm expecting to see, I mean, I've heard countless reports of this clinician, saying to to trans women like you're wearing jeans today why, why are you wearing jeans i'm like uh because it's january and it's been snowing and it's cold um you know so all joking aside we're in a situation where we've got some people with frankly archaic attitudes uh towards towards gender and what it means uh and particularly towards femininity and what that means um so yeah i've i've 
uh, well meticulously chosen an outfit so you probably shouldn't choose the airsoft camouflage kit then for that day i don't know i mean there's there's two things about that isn't there really i could probably if i if i rock up with if i rock up in sort of full combat gear and a bulletproof vest with an sr16 assault <laughs> rifle i'll be like right where's this trans war i've been hearing so much about um you know i but uh I don't. I don't think that's going to do me any favors, to be honest. But no, um, no. it's almost. If it wasn't so massively, massively important, I'd. I would totally do that for a laugh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, it's. It's. Uh, it is still something that is insanely important. Yeah. For me. Absolutely. I mean, um, I can understand the nerves. I mean, I'm. I'm. I'm terrified too, and I've not even got halfway yet. So. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, you know, all I would say is that, and I, I wish I could listen to my own advice a little more because when push comes to shove, when you do sit down with these doctors, and I've sat down with a couple of them now over the years, that they're not trying to catch you out. They do want to help you. Um, you know, it, it, however you look at it, they are medical professionals and there is an element of care. That I know they've out. got a job to do. They've got they do want to help. They yeah. do want to, well, yeah, there's that side of it, but they yeah. do want to help. Uh, you know, they could have quite easily at my first appointment, for instance, they could have quite easily said, well, yeah, regardless of everything you've done so far, this is still your first appointment. See you later. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't, you know, they did treat me as the patient at the time and dealt with it there. And then um, admittedly, this this September snafu is is a little disappointing. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. Um, well, I mean, hopefully, but, you know, you get through it fine. Everything's OK. And then. Yeah, yeah you're going to be on to another waiting list really hopefully yeah i mean hurry up and wait as i've never been so excited about going on a waiting list um, so I'm, I'm assuming once you get through monday um you'll then have all your medical referrals you need which in theory you could actually take anywhere to get surgery you could yeah I at mean, that in, point in theory, if you were to win the lottery you could go and use those for private surgery whenever, wherever yeah, you want uh, that at that point, yeah, I mean, that is it. You are you go from being on the GIC waiting list to essentially discharged and awaiting. So you discharge uh, awaiting surgery, surgery with your paperwork. Yeah. and there, there is a yeah. there is something that you've got eighteen months from the date of your referral uh, to have your surgery. Otherwise, you have to. Otherwise, you have to get the paperwork refreshed again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just in case, you know, after waiting several years, that you've changed your mind after waiting several years and chasing them all the time and completely doing yeah. absolutely everything in your power that you can, you know, just in case you've changed your mind. Yeah, uh, very which, unlikely. Yeah, very, I think that's quite unlikely. Really. Nobody goes um, through all this aggravation and stress to change their no. mind right at the end. I mean, no, I mean, this is it. And, you know, I don't get me wrong. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about it, you know, the being realistic, um, gender confirmation surgery, so vaginoplasty is, it's a horrific operation. Yeah. It's and I'd be lying if I, if I said I wasn't anxious about, you know, the, the potential for complications, the difficulties, but at the same time, I've tried to be proactive. So especially with what's happened in 2020 and encouraging people to work from home, um, you know, I've made sure that my my work is structured so I can do more of that so I can carry on working. Um, I'm in a stable relationship. I've got, got somebody here. I mean, I looked after him after his surgery and, you know, he's yeah. happy to be here to look after me when I have mine. And I've got a good family network around me if I need yeah, it. Um, yeah, you know, I've, I've lost all of the weight that I wanted to lose. I've got my fitness back up um yeah i've i've worked hard for this and i just yes, hope that indeed. when when push comes to shove i just hope that they can that they can see that 
Um, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm getting the feeling it's just a rubber stamp event. You're just going to go and you're going to tick some boxes so. and you're going to, you're going to walk out with a big smile. I do hope so. Yeah. I'm convinced. I'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> As if I wouldn't let the entire world know <laughs> how it goes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's what's happening now. Yeah. Amazing. Well, we've run over our one hour slot. We've, we've got to an hour and 40, which is. Oh, yeah. sorry. No, it's fine. I, that, I, mean, I didn't break Saren's record though. You didn't know. I mean, if you want to talk for another hour, we could. <laughs> I mean, we could talk. We I could, could talk to you all day, Vicky. You're just yeah. such an easy person to talk with. I could talk to you all day. No, it's been, it's been fun. I mean, thanks for coming on. It's been great. It's been fantastic. And thank you so much for having me. Thank and, you for coming on. You know, yeah. But everything you've said as well, all the wonderful things that you've said about what we're doing and, you know, from from what is a what was a, a pokey little idea in, in the back of some slightly strange woman's head to, to hey, where from, to uh, coffee yeah, is now. From small icons. This is it. Um, so, yeah, it's it's been an absolute, yeah, it's been an absolute joy. And to hear it from you as well has just been fantastic. So thank you so much. And, uh, no, yeah, I am, I am happy for Tea and Coffee to proudly support the Transclusive podcast is a Thank wonderful you. project. Thank you. I shall continue. I'm, I'm planning on doing these weekly with various guests. So yeah, I shall keep on going. It's much, it's, you know, it's great. It's great fun. Doing awesome. Them. So awesome. I have one more question for you, which I ask Go all on, my then. guests. And it's to do with the jingle at the end of your podcast. So would you like a goat, a cow, or a trumpet thrump? Oh, a goat, a cow, or a trumpet? yeah wow let's i know let's it's go choice. with goat i'm going go. with goat i think go. that's probably the most fun noise it is actually that's the one i would choose <laughs> definitely <laughs> excellent i shall make sure that's added excellent and Thank thanks you. again for coming on it's been fab that's great I've, I've bleated on and i'm being sounded out by the by a, a goat bleating in the background that's that's fantastic I yeah thanks exactly. <laughs> and i will see you later on uh, numi's uh, twitch event no doubt yeah definitely yeah um yeah we will somebody from tea and coffee will be there tonight for that um and yeah. uh, don't forget yeah we'll obviously nothing else we'll see you on uh, wednesday hopefully for Indeed, tac yes. b at i will be there 7 p.m uk time and i'll promise i'll start listening to the book coffee did I give the website out? Did I give everybody the website? Everybody knows. Yeah, do it, do it again, just in case they missed. Go on. Uh, you can Thank get you. us at T, that's the letter T, N, coffee.co.uk. Um, or, sorry, that's not, I've done it wrong, Vicky. That's not even the right address. I think we're T, N, coffee, LGBT, aren't we? Uh, yeah. I think that's so. what we are on the socials. It's the same. Well, go, if you go it's on your T socials or my shows, you, you can find it. So it's, well, it's all it's, the same. TN Coffee LGBT on any of the socials and TN Coffee LGBT.com and .co.uk. Uh, you can get us at all of those places. So yeah, don't forget, type into your browser now. TN Coffee LGBT. Uh, you can't miss us. And uh, yeah, if any of your listeners want to come and join in, please do come and say hello. All are welcome and uh, it'd be lovely to meet some of you. So yes. thank you so much for having Fabulous. me, Vicky. Okay. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Stay safe. Bye, -bye. Bye for now.